0: All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. I'm your show host, Britt Dowd. I have a fun, fun guest lined up here for you. I am joined by Mr. Kyle Hudson. Kyle co-owns Hudson Brothers Lawn Care out there of Summerville, South Carolina. I that a little bit. Is it... Hudson Bros or Hudson Brothers? That's what threw me off, Kyle.
1: Uh, we go by either or. Hugs? I answer the phone Hudson Brothers, but it's spelled out Hudson Bros like Mario Bros.
0: Mario Bros. I should have went with Hudson Bros, but for, for some reason I, I went with the brothers and got tongue-tied between Brothers, Lawn Care, and Somerville. So awesome, man. How are you doing out there in beautiful South Carolina?
1: Hot, man. Hot. It's melting.
0: Melting. Yeah. what what's the, uh, what's the average temperature out there right now?
1: Um, we are in the mid-90s right now, but uh, our heat index uh, has been between 105 and 110 oh my gosh. Uh, throughout the week this week. It's, it's uh, Gorilla Duct Tape on the nipple season.
0: Mm, 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 mm. That, is, that is rough. Yeah. That's perspective, my friend, because we got guys out here complaining, and it's, it's 88, 86, a little breeze in Kansas. Uh, there should be no reason we're complaining about that.
1: You know, you can cut the humidity with a knife here.
0: Oh, man, man. So, well, cool, man. Uh, Kyle, why don't you introduce yourself, talk about your company, how you got into the lawn care game, catch us up to speed. I know um, our audience wants to know what's behind Hudson Bros. Introduce your brother and, and give us a little elevator speech. Give us the vitals on your on your company.
1: Sure. Um, well, I'm Kyle. Uh, I co-own the business with my brother, Zach. Uh, we started when we were 17 and 18 respectively, uh, out of high school. We did a uh, full-time ministry work, so uh, we pretty much just did had the business for gas money. That's pretty much our only concern. Um, okay. It wasn't really to, to make anything more than that. So our first few years were really nothing special. We uh, hired a friend of ours, who, uh, cause we're coming out of the recession was when we started and he really needed some work. And so he was our first employee okay. stuck with us for several years. And that's kind of how we got into an employee. And, um, as the years went on, we just hired a little bit more. We learned a lot about hiring what to do, what not to do. And we've really refined it over the past couple of years. Um, I got married of course. And so, uh, look to make a little bit of a better living doing this and we realized that we'd have to grow it and uh, do that and as we we got and put together a better team we really started to care about that team a lot more And so uh, we really want really great things for our guys we pay way above average wages and we have um, career paths for our, our guys and so we've got goals we've got paths for them and uh, we just have something where we feel is very special as far as our culture and camaraderie goes. And so uh, we're growing. We're looking to do a lot of growth over the next couple of years. We've got some awesome plans in place. We've got guys in place who are uh, willing and ready to step up. And so that's kind of the, the next chapter that we're looking towards.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, well, Kyle, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, I, know, I know you've got a, a thriving company and are making some big changes and big moves. So we appreciate your time. So, you guys are you guys are are primed and ready for growth. And I think before we talk about, you know, your growth plan and, and off air we were chatting a little bit about vision and a new direction. Let's go down the road of, of hiring and, and how you brought these guys on board. I think that's the actually I know that's the number one complaint and the number one topic um, in our industry and, and in most industries. So talk about what have you what have you done wrong and what have you changed and implemented now that, um, somebody might gain some insights or a little golden nuggets and implement them into their small business?
1: Well, what we did wrong was first we were just so desperate yeah. for help that, um, we would just hire anybody. Okay. And that didn't work out well. And I think everybody experiences that at first. And, and to be honest, I was a really, really crappy leader. I used to be a really crappy leader and, um, you know, there may be debate of whether I've gotten better or not. I like to think that I have, but, yeah. uh, that was a big problem too. You know, so if you're a crappy leader and you just hire whoever, um, that can cause issues. And what so, was it, um, if you don't
0: mind real quick, um, trailing off on, on the crappy leader comment, what was it that you felt you needed to improve on in those early years that you may have matured in recently?
1: development period i didn't do any kind of leadership development i did all, all i did was cut grass and mm-hmm. on to the next one i was more production driven which is there's nothing wrong with that but we did absolutely nothing to try to build a good culture yeah uh we we have a job that is hot and miserable and horrible at times and our guys work and bust their behinds and they are incredible. The guys we have uh, right now, some of the guys we've had in the past, not just all the guys we've had in the past, but um, they're not going to show up to work every day or keep doing this if they don't have uh, something worthwhile to come to work to. It's yeah. just, if all we were doing is cutting grass and baking out here, nobody's going to keep showing up. Okay. And so that was a realization I had was that I have to build something that people will want to come to every day, even though it's a hundred degrees outside, even though we're, you know, chafing and sweating and getting heat rash, they're still going to show up the next day. So that was a big uh, turning point for, for our company when we realized the need to concentrate on that.
0: It's really good. That's really good. And yeah, that's um, it's definitely, I think it, that what you just said is, is, is very underrated um, because if it's the number one complaint for most companies, it should be the number one thing that you're spending most of your time on. You know, if you're if you're out of field, out of the production, developing a good culture, a good relationship with your guys, creating a good work environment, a training program that um, feeds your people for future growth, a career path, all of these things play into a good company. And and there's also two sides of each coin. It's kind of funny because I, I listen to your story and I'm like, man, I wish in the beginning I would have had a little more of what you were doing and a little less of what I was doing because I, if you can picture like two ends of the spectrum, there's um, there's accountability and there's appreciation. Yeah. And, on, on, and you may have fallen on the accountability side more than the appreciation. Mm-hmm. Me, I almost came in um, not apologetic about it being lawn care, but knowing because I had just done this for six or seven years on my own, I knew how hard it was going to be. So I, I, I fell way on the other end of the spectrum of appreciation. And so I wanted to make it fun environment, you know, uh, like if we're going to get production done, but let's make sure everybody's having fun, enjoying what they're doing, make sure they're being rewarded, incentivized. So I was way on the other end of of the, in the spectrum, but what happened is I, I ended up enabling them and, uh didn't have enough accountability. So there's both sides of it. Um, but I think the most important thing is as long as you're being intentional about it and you can call it out and name it, then you can begin to realize and and take those next steps to fix the problem. So I think that's really good point you had there, Kyle. Yeah. So let's go back to hiring. Um, I know we, we tailed off there for a quick second, but what, what did you implement? Uh, You were talking about what you learned. What, what have you changed for the better recently?
1: Well, we do a longer hiring process. Um, so, um, we used to just have someone raise their hand and said, I wanted a job and we needed the help at the point at that point. Um, we'd go, yeah, sure. You know, just jump in the truck and that didn't always work out well. Um, also we are really good, we're sticklers for quality. So realizing that there's going to be a training curve, um, hardly anybody, even people who are quote unquote experienced tend to not do things the way that we want them done. So, um, and most people are not as experienced as they say or think they are. So coming to grips with that, that you've got to come up with a good training program. So, um, I'm terrible at training. So my brother is really good at that. That's where he sits really well as a leader. Yeah. And so, uh, also realizing the need for him to do a lot of the infield training. Cause he's just so much better at that than me. I'm terrible, terrible at it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, realizing what our strengths were. And, uh, so we do a longer interview process. Uh, one of the things that we do too is, um, that I think is unique that a lot of companies don't do. Uh, well, we're big fans of uh, Dave Ramsey and their uh, entree leadership program as well. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that they suggest that you do is have the guys show you a budget. Now you don't have to know exactly what they pay for cable, but you want them to be able to show you that they can at least live on what you're paying them. Yeah. Um, because there's so much resentment that's caused by people if they can't pay their bills and they're sweating their behind off for you every day. Mm-hmm. So, um, and sometimes you're only, you know, a dollar an hour apart and if this is a good person. And, you know, that's all it means is, you know, they get an extra buck in their paycheck then they can pay their bills and they are not worried about making their rent. That creates such a different atmosphere. Yeah. So that's something that we added to our, um, our process, uh, learning from you guys, we've just added, uh, the ride along. So that's been, been interesting because yeah. uh, that was something we hadn't thought about. So, um, that's something that we added as well, but, you know, looking for, for people who share your values, too. So, that may be in a bunch of different places. We, we don't find our guys off Craigslist. And depending on what your values are, you can find it at different places. But look for people that are where you are and share mm-hmm. the values that you look for. And no, none of our guys currently, not one, did landscaping before they came to work with us. Nobody. So, uh, and these are all our best guys that we've ever had. So they, you don't have to look for guys who are in that industry. You can just look for guys who share your work ethic, your values, whatever it is that you value and that you want your company to to emulate. So that's what we look for. Do so not necessarily landscaping background because uh, there's nothing about this job. That's rocket science. We tell guys that all the time. Now you do need to pay attention. You need to work hard and there's a quality craftsmanship aspect to it, of course, but there's nothing that's rocket science about it. It could be yeah. trained. It can be taught.
0: Yeah. Um, so, and you're more um, you're more looking for intangibles, not necessarily the technical skills. We can teach the technical skills. It's right. the intangibles that come back to bite us. Yes, yeah, exactly. Man, exactly. that's that's huge. What, what what you just said there, looking for people wherever you are. You know, it's it's almost like dating. You know, you if you if you're a Christian, you know, you want to you much rather find a girl at church than you would the bar. You know, wherever you're wherever you're hanging out, that, that that's the type of person that you're going to attract. And the same is true for hiring. Um, if you're hanging out yeah. in good spots, if you're around good quality people, we're the sum of the five people, we've all heard that quote. You're the sum of the five people mm-hmm. that you hang out with. Well, try to emulate that with, with hiring and man, that's that's really, really good. Um one thing that we've noticed too is as we but but for us we've dude, we've we've messed up so much with hiring. I'm not, I'm not even going to try to fake that, but it's like we get like five or six and then there's two or three that were really good and, and it kind of keeps filtering and, and now we're honing our process. I think just like you guys are, but as we have this culture and guys actually want to be here, hiring gets in, is getting a little easier, you know, cause those five really yeah. solid guys begin to tell their friends. And, uh, you said you were Dave Ramsey, entree leadership guy. Dave talks about this all the time. Eagles fly with other Eagles. It's the, yeah. you know, it's, it's the rule of five again. So if you're starting to get more and more eagles on your team, that's when you really drive home. Hey guys, we're, we're hiring. We don't want to bring in here someone that's just an absolute knucklehead. We want people that are killing it, have the same vision, have the same values, just like you mentioned. Um, and then you just kind of lean on those references. Have you, have you seen that yet?
1: Yeah. In fact, um, we have two uh, interview interviews going on right now. We've got one guy who's at the ride along stage and the other guy who's in this uh, initial interview stage, right? The second, but they were both uh, referred by current team members. And so uh, that we've got that exact thing going on. They're going and they're telling their friends about it and mm-hmm. their friends are, are coming to us. We've never had people coming up to us asking for a job. We're generally having to sit there and talk about the people we know, the people yeah. that we interact with and who, who can we talk to? Who, who might, you know, be a person that might, we might be able to talk him to come and to work with us. And uh, this is like the first time we've actually got guys like uh, calling us, asking to come work for us. And I don't just mean like there's always the, the, the bum on the side of the street who sees you drive by and calls you. Um, yeah. I'm not talking that. I'm talking like the people we would actually want to hire, the people yeah. who are calling us now. Yeah. So that's that's something we've never had before. And so it's, it's nice you can see the fruits of that labor paying off.
0: That's really cool. That's really cool. All right. Well, let me get this frame for us. What is your, what's your business like now? How many, how many accounts are you at? Um, what's the breakdown with your brother, your dad, I believe works for you um, frame where you're at now. Give us your service scope and kind of where your, where your bread and, bread and butter is as far as services. And then maybe yeah. are you adding services? What What's the outlook for the next year?
1: Sure. So, uh, right now we service approximately 200 commercial and residential, uh, clients. We just stay in the, uh, main town that we're in right now and, uh, we don't go outside of it. So we're never more than like 10 miles from the shop, which is really nice.
2: Oh, that um, is nice.
1: yeah, it's awesome. And, um, there's a mix in that 200 of, commercial and residential we do probably about a third commercial two-thirds residential we're looking to flip that over the next three years to where it's two-thirds commercial one-third residential um, but you know our our residential side has been our bread and butter since we started um, but and we want to keep it and that way you're also diversified on all, all your eggs are in one basket so when the economy shifts You've got a variety of things that, that you can do there. And we learned that because we, we started coming out of the recession. So we, we learned that early on that you need to have a little bit of diversification. The same as with investments, you don't want it all in one sector.
0: Yeah, a little, um, little balance to help cash flow and a little more security. How many, how many total team members do you guys have on board, including your brother and dad?
1: We have uh, eight, and we've got, we're looking to hire two more uh, this summer.
0: Wow. Wow. So you guys, you guys are, you're rocking and rolling. What, I mean, we've had, we've had a couple companies that have grown. Some have stayed the same. What, what do you attribute your growth during this down economy? Um, what do you attribute that to?
1: Our culture and, and our guys, our guys are awesome. I, I give all of our credit to our, our guys and them coming along with us on the ride that we're, we're on. Cause it's only been the past year or so that not that we weren't serious before but it's only in the past year or so that we really started developing ourselves and our company really intentionally and not just flying by the seat of our pants and we had a couple core guys um and they because our workforce has pretty much doubled this past year um and so they they we're just like, yeah, we're, we're along for that ride. So they've been supportive of us and they're develop, working to develop themselves. I couldn't be more proud of our guys. They're just awesome. man. And uh, that's a lot of it. Cause you know, you, you can only do so much as, as one person.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are booming then. And so, um, these guys that you're, you've added, so you, you, I think you said you've almost doubled team members within the last year. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you allocating them? Are they going to mow crews? Are they going to the, the lawn kit, like the Ferton and Squirt side, landscaping, design build? Give us the breakdown of where those team members are.
1: Yeah, so my dad uh, runs our, we brought him on this year to run the uh, lawn treatment side. So he just got licenses last year and so many of our clients kept asking for that service and we weren't licensed and so we'd refer them elsewhere and inevitably they would never be happy with it. And so we just had people always just, you know, asking. And so what was awesome was when we started that, my dad like instantly had like 40, 50 accounts like, wow. within the first month. Yeah. It was crazy. And so uh, that, was, that was pretty great. And so we've got a helper with him. And so what they're doing is because the mowing maintenance side is super busy. Uh, we've got, you know, just so much mowing to do this time of year. Yeah. They are also on his side. Um, Cause you know, you get your applications done and then you're kind of waiting for the next round. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're doing their new clients as they get them, but then they're also doing a lot of our additional maintenance stuff. So like say our, our mulch, our pine straw, sod installs. Yep. Um, they're, about to start taking on a lot of our hedge trimming and stuff like that, so that you know the mowing crews can be a little bit more efficient
2: because like we that. pack
1: those in in three man crews. Okay. So you know he's got a truck of two, so they can afford to be a little less efficient on their routing. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas if I got three guys in a truck, I need it to be you
0: need you it know, as tight as possible. Efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, so, man. So sounds like sounds like things are operating pretty smoothly. I I love. I don't want to glaze over this fact that whenever there's value for a client, it makes it a little a little easier to sell. you know, it's not even a sell, it's just a, a simple value add. So you guys have a client yeah. base, they know you like, you trust you, and you begin to see a need in the market within your own company. Whenever you have that and you guys are a reputable company, taking that jump to add a new service line, if you've already added value where you're at, um, it's, it's pretty seamless. Now it does take a little while to ramp it up just like anything else, but it is, it is very seamless to add a service when you're already adding extreme value with your current client base. Is that what you found?
1: Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, we, we had clients who were hungry for it. And so we had people who were asking for it and you know, you've already got clients, like you said, who know you and trust you. So it's uh, easy for them to take that leap and to do, do business with you. And everybody's been uh, fairly happy so far, even though it's been a little bit of a learning curve uh, for us. But I, I tell you what, my dad really busts his behind to make sure everyone is as happy as possible. So even though he's got a little bit of a learning curve, learning this side of the company, uh, I think the extra effort he puts into to make sure everything's right uh, has really kept everybody, you know, fairly happy and it, it's engendered a lot of goodwill and gotten him more business on his side. He, he's doing, he's, you know, servicing yards on his side that we don't know, you know, so yeah. he's picking up, you know, additional stuff all over the place. So uh, he's doing a really good job
0: with that. That's really cool. Shout out to, to Rob Hudson doing a good job. I'm sure he's going to. So how many, how many application accounts are you guys at right now?
1: Uh, I don't know the exact answer to that. If I had to guess, I would think probably around 60, because I know he had like 40, 50 the first month. So I would guess probably between 60, 75. A lot of people are kind of like in with who they're going to be with for the year, yeah. Um, but he's still picking up stuff, though. So, that's really good. Um, I, I don't know the exact number on that.
0: That's really good for just getting started. You guys are you guys are rocking and rolling. So, uh, what, Kyle? Would you say what what pain points are you experiencing right now? Um, you've been doing this a while, and now you're in a growth phase. I Feel like you might have some pain points that are unique to you, or or maybe some insights that can help some other people in the, in that same boat.
1: Well, we have a few pain points right now. Uh, One is that we've got some pretty ambitious growth goals. But um, I mentioned before that we're real big Dave Ramsey fans. In fact, uh, that's one of the benefits we offer to our guys is uh, Smart Dollar, uh, which is their corporate program. So that's really great. Um, But So we expand at the speed of cash. So it forces us to think a little bit differently. We also run profit first. Okay. Um, which is great though, because that yeah. actually helps us be a little bit more organized, you mm-hmm. know, which makes growing at speed of cash easier. Um, so it's a limiting factor, but at the same time, when you look at what happened this year, you start to see the wisdom of it. Yeah. Um, because you know, you never know when the world's going to come crashing down when things are going to come to a grinding halt. Yeah. Um, so we, we're big believers in that. And so we do that. Um, we've got very, very little debt on the business, which is just about to be paid off. Um, Cause we didn't always operate like that, but we kind of resolved to start operating that way. Yep. So we're real excited about that, but that's that's the pain point. Cause we've got all these plans, but we're trying to be really smart about it. Um, the other thing that's a pain point right now is me transitioning out of the field. Um, yep. Because we had some um, coaching sessions with uh, Entree Leadership and they really showed me how i was hamstringing the company by staying in there uh in the field so it's been a hard thing for me to, to come to grips with but that's something that we're working on um over the next week is uh, getting out and it's an interesting thing in the middle of summer too Yeah, <laughs> it yeah it no it is. To come out in the middle of winter but yeah and we haven't
0: we yeah. haven't touched on that um on this podcast a lot so i would love to take a few minutes and and camp yeah. out here and, and pick your brain and Let's uh, let's unpack this bag a little bit. So, um, I think you said you had went to or you attended the online Entree Leadership Masterclass, which is awesome. Um, so, they were recommending you get out of production. So, my first question that I think the listeners are going to have is, you know, why did they recommend that at this point in your business? And what, what did they see that they were thought, okay, because… For you to get out of production, that means you have to be adding more value than you would be in production. So maybe walk us through that thought process, and then um, also talk about the the mental roadblocks of of getting out of production. Um, what what was that like? And I I'm selfishly I want to hear this because I'm in that exact same boat, and would love to love to get your two cents on it.
1: Sure, I could probably talk about this for a while. So if I forget a point that you wanted highlighted please remind me. Okay, go for it. um, I'll start with what, what they were talking about and and part of the problem. Uh, A lot of it was, I work in production all day and then I come home and I've got multiple hours of uh, admin things to do and growth things to do and leadership things to do. It was a whole slew of things, uh, marketing, you know, responding to emails, all kinds of things. Um, Then I spend half my weekend on it. And so, you start to do those things, I wouldn't say half-heartedly, but you've only got so much bandwidth. Yeah. And so these things start to not be done the way they need to be done. Um, and so it, it limits you. You're the lid on your company, like Maxwell said. Mm-hmm. And so um, they were looking at everything that was, was being done and the things that we were having issues with. And almost every time... It could be traced back to it's because I'm spending all my time in the field, and I'm not spending enough time on this stuff. And I'm spending time on it. It's just I don't have enough time in the week. Yeah. And and so, were you feeling
0: um, were you feeling that intuitively? Like, were you thinking to yourself like, oh man, I'm I'm stretched too thin. I'm not putting a hundred percent effort on a, on these other things. Or were you feeling okay? my clients, my service, my production is the most important and is the most urgent thing. What what was the thought process there?
1: No, I, I, I knew I needed to. Um, I just think I fought it a bit in my own head. Um, I told my brother almost on a weekly basis that I got to start getting out of the field. And when I would see like, we'd have like a rain day or we'd have, um, a slight slack in the schedule where there's maybe cancellation of some big project or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just send the guys out and I'd stay home and I would just work on stuff all day. Okay. And I told them, I was like, I've got to start doing this more often. Um, but they helped me to see that if I don't, I can't do a one foot in one foot out. Now, you know, there's emergency, someone's sick and you need to fill in or whatnot, but they're like, you've got to, if you don't get out of the pool, you're never going to get out of the pool.
2: Yeah.
1: You're always going to keep your feet and your knees in there. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, they helped me to see what all I needed to do with that. And really, I, it it used to be, we didn't have good enough guys and that used to be the problem, but our guys are so awesome and are so well trained and can do just about everything as good, if not better than I can. Now I really don't have a leg to stand on. on that. And so it was actually causing problems in the field because, I was things that I was responsible for outside of the field that would then translate into the field.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: We were we were forgetting jobs and we'd have to go back out, send somebody back out the next day or something like that because that was my responsibility to keep track of all that. But I was so overwhelmed. There was so much growth and so much stuff going on and lack of systems in place that we, we were starting to feel it in the field. And so I told my brothers, like, I've got to get out. And uh, we've been working on things that have gotten it a lot better. We've got put a lot more systems in place. We've gotten some good software in place, all kinds of things to help take some of that edge off. But pretty much as we're growing, we're we're seeing how little systems we have in place and how we have to work on that. And so one of the things that they helped us to see was, because we were talking about what, what stunts our company's growth? And it's always been having good guys. And so they were saying, they, we're tracking some revenue goals for the next three to five years. And they said, well, what will keep you from hitting that? I said, well, we can hit it easy because there's so much work out there. We turn down more work than we take on. It's always not having enough guys. So they circled the amount of crews that we would need because we calculated it out. They said, that's what you work on. The money will take care of itself. You've got to work on finding these guys, training these guys, having these guys, having a culture. Then they'll go out and they'll make you money. So that, that'll take care of itself. So realizing that the production isn't the most important thing for me, that we have to develop our guys. We have to develop the systems. We have to have some security for them, a growth path for them. Um, Then, the rest of it will take care of itself and really, you know, it's a means to an end. Anyways, you know, it's nice to have a, a, a paycheck or, you know, a bigger paycheck as the company grows a little bit. That's not our main driver. We love our guys so much. We, we want them to have an awesome, uh, career, a paycheck. We want them to be able to go home to their families and smile because they're able to provide for them and, and provide decently for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's, what's important to, to us. So, that's what we're concentrating
0: on now. Yeah, that's good, Kyle. That's, that's really good. And appreciate you, sh- you sharing that and giving, shedding some light on it. Why I, I, I'm in, inter- I, I have an opinion on this, but I want to know what you think. Like, why is it so hard for guys in the green industry to pull themselves out of production? Like what, what, what is that? Like, we know it's important. We feel the strain. We feel that we're stretched too thin. Um, our, Right where you at? So it sounds like you're stretched thin. You've, um, you're you're highlighting areas where you have little to no systems. You realize your your entire growth of Hudson Bros Lawn Care hinges on hiring new team members, focusing on finding them, training them, retaining them, building culture, developing them as leaders. So we fill all this, but why still do we get? drug back in production? What, what is it that we need to get over? What's the hurdle that we need to tell ourselves, okay, no, I'm, I am most valuable and most needed and most productive in this role. What, what's your opinion on that?
1: I think part of it is uh, guilt. Um, yeah. So I, I think of this job a lot like warfare. Um, cause it feels kind of like an army unit. Sometimes it's band of brothers going out because we're going out and we're not risking our lives, but we are in horrible conditions sometimes. Yeah. And, um, I think it feels like you're retreating to the barracks while your guys are out there and mortars blasting all around huh. and the, the guilt of that, that's part of it. Um, and I've been grappling with that and, and it's been really good. The support that I've gotten from my team and from my brother um, that helped me to overcome that. Part of it is you spend all this time working on this culture that, you know, we're, we're building this culture to where these guys will want to come back in these conditions and still want to come, come to work every day because of how great the camaraderie is, the friendships that we have, how close we are. And realizing that you're taking yourself out of that. Now, not that you're not taking it you're not going to be in the company at all, but you know, they're going to be out and you're going to be stuck in an office or I'm going to be stuck in an office and dealing with and realizing the loneliness that's going to come from that because you spent all your time building this awesome culture and now you're not going to get to be part of it. Um Not, not in the fullest sense. Yeah. yeah. So um
0: it is, man, it is a, yeah. it is a definite like, I mean, it's almost like a, a changing relationship. You know, I, I think of it like a parent, you know, you go from a, a newborn to a toddler, uh, a teenager, and they move out and into college. And it's not like that's no longer your child, but the role that you play for that kid ha- has definitely changed. And I, I felt this like an extreme amount last year. I, I wish I would have had more people to talk to about it, but you, you said it perfectly. Like you are, you are, you are, suiting up to go out to battle with these guys you're you're any small business owner with especially with like 20 less like 20 or less employees has experienced this Like you guys have fought and scratched and clawed to make this thing work anytime you fight like that with somebody just like in sports when you run sprints with somebody and look over and they're experiencing the same amount of pain you are there is a bond that is forged And so you hit the nail on the head when you said guilt, because it is, it does feel like abandonment. And I don't know how, I don't have the answer here. So I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm just chatting. I would love for your feedback, but it does feel like abandonment. You do have the camaraderie. I'm wondering though, how do we, how do we go from feeling like an abandonment to, okay, I was in the trenches with you. I am now the general. I am, I am still here. I am still in battle with you, and if something goes wrong, I'm going to get off the walkie, hop in the Jeep, and be on the front lines in a moment's notice. But for everyone's safety so that the mission gets accomplished, my most important role is to raise my head up from the trenches and tell you we're heading the wrong direction or we're heading the right direction, let's double down. Um, Or if you want a sports analogy, I'm off the court. You know, I'm no longer running the sprints with you, but I'm here at practice every day. You know, and now you go home. You're in the locker room. I'm still here working on plays and a practice routine for tomorrow. It's just, I, I'm. I would love for for you to give some feedback on that because I don't know how to do it. I have I have severe owner's guilt, man. I I feel bad giving myself a raise. I, I've given myself two salary raises um, in eight years, <laughs> and each time I do, yeah. I'm like, well, I couldn't. I could reinvest that back into the company, or I could give my team a raise. You know. Yeah. So uh, I know so, that is a we're, a... we're the same way. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because we give our guys raises every single year um, and we, we rarely take them ourselves. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, the, the thing that helped me a little bit was realizing and walking through it and talking with those coaches from Entree Leadership help, who helped us to see how we're actually limiting our guys and their growth if you have the selfishness to stay in the field because really at this point when the guys are are capable and they're well-trained and you won't give them that responsibility you're going to hold on to it for yourself it's selfishness really and 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 realizing that um because you know we've our our crew leader who we've but in the, who we uh, bumped up to, to that role. Who's going to be taking my role in that as I step out? He's so capable and has grown so much. You would not believe that this guy's so awesome. He, the, the amount of growth he's he's had, uh, I'm so proud of him. But you know, I I would be as long as I stay in there, I'm holding him back from that. Mm. You know, and that's not fair to him. That's not fair for him to grow his, his income to grow his potential to grow. And for our company to, to grow because then we're going to be hamstrung in how much we can share this opportunity with other people because I'm not spending the time getting these guys yeah. and, uh, and helping them with that. So realizing, I think, the selfishness on the other end to stay in and grappling with that and understanding it for what it is.
0: All right, guys, I wanted to take a quick break from our show and thank our sponsors who make this show possible. And uh, first up is Jobber. All right, you've heard us talk on a lot of the growth segments about putting systems in place to make sure you're winning and you're able to get your hands on data and that you're doing it efficiently and professionally. So uh, we've used Jobber since 2012 and I think that was the year that they opened up. Um, I run a company called Green Again Lawn and we've used it since day one at Green Again. And again, it is everything from reporting to mapping and routing your clients, to invoicing, quoting. You can collect payments easily on there. Um, They make it super simple. So we appreciate our partnership with Jobber And uh, we love those guys over there. Also, we've got intentional growth advisors. If you're looking at merging with a company, buying or selling a company, um, look no further than IGA, Intentional Growth Advisors. Um, They also do green industry coaching consulting to help you implement spreadsheets, systems, um, and operational uh, tactics as well. So they'll come in on the ground level and actually help you with the operations. So now, uh, appreciate our sponsors. We're going to head back to the show and uh, hope you guys enjoy this one.
1: I think helps with the guilt, at least a little bit, because I realized it was more it, the, the loneliness I was afraid of, and I'm still afraid of it. Yeah. But I, I think that makes it incumbent on us um, to as the, the leaders to make sure we're there every day that we're not just a uh, faceless CEO
0: and that's awesome I, I appreciate you sharing that Kyle so your your two pain points are uh, growing at the speed of cash and phasing out of production um, I'd be interested to know um, give me give me a little more uh, framework on growing at the speed of cash and what does your guys' growth plan look like for the next five years I mean when, when we chat in yeah. five years, where is Hudson Bros going to be and what are you guys doing? Because it's one thing to have a dream. It's another thing to have a goal. It's another thing to have a plan. And it's another thing to take daily and weekly action steps. So I would love for you to tell right. us five-year goal, but then what action steps are you guys going to take literally in the next 12 months to begin to head that direction?
1: Yeah, man. Sure. So our five-year plan is to uh, do 5X what we're currently doing in five years. Um, our three-year plan is to just about triple the revenue. And um, what we did, what was so great about that was um, when we did the Entree Leadership virtual workshop, if, if anybody's interested in one of those, they're expensive, but they're worth it. I'm just going to do a little plug for them. They're amazing. Yeah, they are. Um, and so, over the next year, it's me getting out of the field, getting the systems in place. And then we just go bananas in hiring and, and, and lining up the jobs and selling the jobs. So, uh, part of the plan to do that uh, is we're going to get our website better built. Um, they're, they're, our website looks really great as, as it is. Oh, now, your guys' website doing
0: is phenomenal it's, it's oh, yeah, really I professional
1: it. I did it I'm not bragging I'm trying to brag but I, I did it all myself we didn't hire
0: anybody dude you should um, be bragging so you, I need I need your help it, man you're, you're literally it, just like swift kicked our website right right in the goodies I mean it's uh, <laughs> the thing is nice
1: Donald Miller uh, Donald Miller um, in StoryBrand yeah. his stuff is great I based a lot of what we do off that and I, I'm mean deep in a lot of his material right now But I'm going to build different websites for the different avenues of business that we're going to try to do. So if you look at our website, um, it's all geared towards residential, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, But we're looking to grow in commercial. So we need the website to, or a website geared more towards commercial. What's funny is if you Google commercial lawn care Somerville, I did this last night, our website's the number one search result but then you click on it and it's a very residential lawn care looking website. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm going to try to build something that's more, that speaks more to the business person or the uh, property manager or things like that. So we're going to do that. have another website for my dad's uh, side of the company for the lawn treatment side. Um, and so that's going to be part of our goal, getting the systems in place. And when we do that and optimize our web presence, that should, um, help drive more business in like I said we turn down so much business it's not even funny yeah. um, we're very picky about it. so pretty much like if you don't live next door to somebody we do mm-hmm. currently we don't pick you on <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you know so getting the guys in place and then um, you know just saying yes to jobs instead of no to them yep. that, that's that's a lot of the plan. And so, uh, also trying to get more deep into the commercial side. We're about one third commercial, two third residential. We're going to try to invert that over three years. So, uh, within the next year and a half to two years, our goal is to be 50, 50, and then two thirds, one third, uh, within three years.
0: So you want to, in three years, you want to go to two thirds commercial, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. Okay. Just because there, there's, there's way more money in commercial um, we're, we're finding, and um, it's, it's not all about the money, but it is about being able to pay for all kinds of benefits for our guys and yeah. pay good salaries to our guys and all that. So we have to find ways to bump up our margin. Yeah. Uh, residential is awesome, and I love the relationships we have and, and, and the reputation we have. Um, in, in residential, we, we're got a really great reputation. Um, but you know, we're, and I'm not looking to do away with that, but we've got to get those margins up to sustain the kind of growth we're looking for. Yeah. So uh, that yeah, you have to have, you have to long.
0: maximize profit. You know, I right, I, th- exactly. I think a lot of companies out there feel bad for saying that, but, um, we, we talk a lot about profit for a purpose and that's, that's giving back. Um, Right. Kind of to to mission work, your personal why, but that's also giving back to your team. but you have to be focused on how do I maximize profit through added right. service lines, new sales, going deep with existing clients, increasing systems so that you're more efficient and you maximize profit. But it all you have to have an emphasis on that because if you don't, all these goals and, and stuff that we're talking about in the background, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you can have a great culture, great team, but if you can't incentivize them properly because you're not maximizing profit, it's 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 out the window. Here's what I, here's what I'm uh wondering. So you said seems like you've got a couple a couple growth strategies here. One is implement systems. Um, that is kind of a, a buzz phrase for me. So if you want to unpack that, you can but when you say implement systems, that could mean anything. Uh, You said pretty much like hire, 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 Um, add websites and then flip to two thirds commercial and one third residential. What I first would like you to touch on though, is are you, are you over hiring and then using the labor capital to go out and sell your way into the growth? Or are you, what's the strategy behind that? Because we've done both. We've, We've tried to sell our way into the growth and then hire. We've overhired and then tried to sell our way. What, what, what are you guys thinking in terms of, of hiring? How, what's your strategy behind that?
1: Overhire and then sell. We've never, ever not had enough work. Yeah. Um, now, I, I qualify that by, you know, in the winter, we're always looking for substitute. But yeah. in the summer, we, we've never not had the work. It's always, you know, as much as you can take on, as much as you can fit in day. It's there. It's on a silver platter. Everybody and their brother does lawn care, and there's still not enough um, people to do it. And there's and there's also not enough quality guys to do it because yeah. everybody and their brother does it. And then it makes it hard to determine who's good and who's not.
0: Yeah. Um, and you got so the you've got the strength. natural turnover. And what, what what how many people are you going to hire in 2021?
1: 2021, we are looking at adding another, uh, what year is that? That's next year. Okay. Um, I'd like to hire at least probably four more people next year. Uh, That way we can add um, another crew and also have some more help on the uh, lawn care or the the treatment side. We we might do more than that. We'll we'll see because we're looking to hire two guys more guys this summer and i was not originally planning on doing that
0: and then do you have Um, a a top line revenue number or a a margin percentage that you're going to say hey we have to hit this number x in order to keep these four guys and if we hit this we can only keep three have you have you crunched that data yet
1: yeah we we have and we we kind of know where we want to go with it but a lot of it is a little bit up in the air just because this has been such a weird year. Um, and we're also part of it too. It's a little hard to forecast because we're still, I can forecast my mowing side yeah. real well. Yeah. Um, cause we've been doing this for 10 years. I can, I can get it down fairly well. Yeah. The, since we're still in our first year of doing the chemical applications, that side of the company, it's a lot harder for us to forecast. Okay. Um, we're just kind of like looking at it and throwing our best dart out the window to yeah. try to, to, to figure that out. But we are seeing trends already because that, that's been up since uh, January, February. So we're, we're seeing our trends and we're going ahead and trying to be conservative in our estimates as to, to what we're currently doing and what we're going to do next year uh, when we're, we're making those decisions. But um, we're, we're going to look a lot, especially on that side of the company and, uh, we're probably going to rearrange a few things of the pricing structures on a few things to make it uh, more profitable. Cause from what I understand, that can be one of the more profitable sides of this business. And so uh, we're, we're going to really dive deep into that. That's going to be one of my projects over the winter is really diving deep on, on that side.
0: That'll be good. That'll be good. That's awesome. Well then um, let's, let's jump to the systems real quick. What, what sure. actual systems do you guys plan to implement that you feel are going to, help you guys with your growth plan.
1: So one of the things that we did, um, you're probably going to laugh at this because we had three crews, eight people. Our work list was written on a sheet of paper Mm -hmm. that I would put together every, uh, week and it had symbols and all kinds of different things. And I was like the only person who knew how to read it. Like there needed to be like a little decoder ring (laughs) that you use. And
0: (laughs) nobody could (laughs) ever hack your, nobody could ever come in and hack your route schedule. (laughs) right exactly
1: but that that was a serious problem because I was the only person who who could make heads and tails my brother kind of you know figure it out but it was super confusing so um, we got some software that we started using for doing all of our routing Um, we changed what we use for bookkeeping as well Um, so those have helped a lot with that Um, we started using Trainual to do training manuals and hiring. So, er, so what we did,
2: do you like like uh, that?
1: I do. I didn't like it at first. I'll be real honest. Um, when I started it, I kind of thought it was a waste and it was confusing. Um, but I'm not super computer literate. Like, I mean, I can figure it out, but it's just not my thing. I don't play around on computers. So, So I was getting on there and I was really frustrated with trying to figure it out. But, what they did was they have a free training call that you can do. And if anyone's interested in training, you'll get on there and do the free training zoom meeting thing that they have. They'll like walk you through it for an hour. Um, They show you how to get it done and get it done quickly. And um, so gave me lots of great ideas and we've been using it like mad ever since. So uh, we do how to operate the equipment. And what's great is like, you don't have to shoot all your own videos, write all your own manuals. They were like, just spend a few minutes looking around on YouTube and find videos of other people who've done it. Like find people who do things similar to how you do it and how you like it and post that in the thing. Oh, nice. And so you're just pretty much doing the work of getting the information together. Okay. Um, so that's, that's been really great. Like uh, we have a new hire that's, that's currently a uh, potential new hire uh, before he came out for his first day on the road with us. We said, read all this stuff and then they've got to put in a little thing that uh, shows that they've, They've done it, we're able to track it on our end too. So it's pretty uh, much so, it's pretty much
0: a compilation of other people's training programs. You can kind of pluck what you like and don't like, mold it together into your own package, right? Am I am I you, out tracking you, with you,
1: you? You can do it you no, know, you can do it however. You can do it completely from scratch if you want. Um it's just easier instead so of shooting all your own videos for how to operate a certain model mower. Yeah you can maybe find one on, on YouTube and plug that in instead. So it's oh, okay. not just, yeah, so it's highly customizable. Some things are not worth you doing yourself. Some other people have already done some of this stuff, and it's not worth the time when they've done it just fine.
2: Very and smart. So you just
1: plug that. that so, so it's a mixture of HR manuals and training. So love it's it. kind of a mix, of the but you can use it for whatever.
0: Okay, okay. I love it, love it. Awesome. So, sorry to sidetrack you, so what, what other systems... No.
1: Uh, that's one of the main things that we're we're putting in place. We also are trying to put in place um, even systems for simple things. Like, uh, for instance, we do our weekly staff meeting at the beginning of the week. That's a much longer staff meeting mm-hmm. than uh, our normal ones that we do every every day. We we talk a little bit about our core values or changes going on, whatever we need to address. And so we're even trying to put systems in place for little things like that, where like we're going to have assignments for who has which week, yep. you know, and who's going to be spearheading it. What are we going to be talking about over the quarter and breaking it down week by week? You know, this is the theme that we're going to be building on. This is who has the assignments to talk on this and that. So, I mean, even small things we're going to be working on to try to build out, um, and make it more efficient That's and cool. to make it to where there's a building theme. So our guys get the most out of all
0: the little aspects of the job. That's awesome. That's awesome. Man, so yeah, you guys, it sounds like you've got uh, you've got a great growth strategy and I love that you're being really, really intelligent about it and coming at it with cash and approaching it knowing hey, to grow, we're going to have to put systems in place so we actually can scale and and repeatable systems at that. Not just a system to try to fix something and, and makes it more complex. Um, something that is repeatable and that Guys can easily hand it off to uh, the next guy on the ladder. Um, so that is awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, well, Kyle, I know we've been chatting a while. I can literally go all day talking about this stuff, but uh, I do, I do want to respect your time. And we'll we'll ask you a, a couple final questions here. I'm interested to know for you what is you're you're now phasing out of production what is your favorite part of your day or what do you think the favorite part of your day is going to be, um, as you, as you exit production?
1: Um, I'm going to be setting aside one of my days, uh, out of the week because I'm, I'm already working on what my, my week is going to look like. I'm going to be trying to set one day a week where it's primarily set aside for, uh, learning and edu- educating myself more.
2: Nice. Um,
1: so I'm really looking forward to that. There's a few online courses that um, I'm signed up in. currently already working on. I do tons of reading. I read all the time. So um, I'm going to try to spend a little bit more time actually applying what I learned and thinking about it um, rather than just cramming in all the information and then hoping that it comes to mind when the situation presents itself. That's awesome. Uh, so, so strategizing a little bit more. That's, that's the thing that I'm looking forward to is cause I just love, I love that stuff.
0: Leaders so are readers. Um, our, our lawn care leaders yeah. out there, leaders are readers. Our last episode yeah. actually, um, with Zach Miller, we discussed, uh, some of our top, top couple leadership. Really business book. That oh yeah. We, we yeah, might it do it again because there's honestly like I picked two or three, <laughs> but I've read yeah. 20 like really solid books that in some way or form have, have shaped a lot of what I do in business. So we, we might maybe drop that on the tail end of a couple episodes. Um, let me ask yeah. you this. I'm not
1: trying to invite myself, but I, 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 I wouldn't mind a call for, for the follow up episode of that.
0: I, oh bro. I yeah. We, I we, we'd love to have you, especially if you're, yeah. if you're a voracious reader like that, we, we would love to have you on the, on the show and, and chat with you. Um, Tell me this, who, who do you think should be on the, on the podcast next? Um, is it somebody in your area or somebody you follow on Instagram? Who do you think could add value now that you have a little idea of what our audience is like, who do you think could add some extreme value to these small business owners?
1: I, I, um, I don't follow a ton of people on Instagram. Um, we have an Instagram, but I, I do not use it fully like I should. Um, I mentioned to you earlier, my brother would come on here in a second and he is a, hoot. we're very different people <laughs> yeah. and, um, you'll be just rolling laughing uh, with him. <laughs> and he's got a very different perspective and what he works on too. We have very different roles. Yeah. So he, he kind of sees things from a different area. Um, there's well, a maybe we'll of Maybe we'll just do, who, we'll just
0: go like one through three Hudson bros. We'll do, um, him and your, and your dad on the podcast and we'll just do a little series Hudson bro series here.
1: Yeah, we, we all like to talk, so um, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't have a problem with with getting any of us.
0: And, talk, and so, we uh, honestly, I, we love we love people that can talk. I mean, we hate getting on a show and having to pull teeth and and carry our way through the episode. I mean, it's it's the people that can talk. That's where you start blabbing. That's where the information's found, man. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, be thinking about that. I, I would definitely love to have your your dad and brother on the show. If you know anybody in your area or somebody that you respect in the industry, um, we'd love to reach out to them and try to get them on here as well. Um, it's always yeah, it, I do.
1: I've actually got a, a friend who owns a uh, rather uh, big company. They do almost all real upscale like resort area stuff. Okay, um, I'm not a hundred percent. sure. I'm, I'm fairly sure he wouldn't mind you reaching out to him, but I'll just maybe text you his info later.
0: Yeah, that's fine. If you, if you want to reach out yeah. first and kind yeah. of uh, let him know what we're doing. But it, it's kind of nice for me. I, I've started doing this recently because it, it makes it more of a community feel. Um, we do mm-hmm. have random people on the show all the time, but it's nice if we can – kind of connect one to the other we're just building a community of people that know each other we're all going after the same thing and and it's kind of back to that point of of like-minded individuals um so yeah if you wouldn't mind connecting me with him that would be that'd be awesome well where where can people find you kyle and if they want to further the conversation uh instagram facebook give us those handles and what's your email
1: so um my email is uh, HudsonBrosLawnCare at gmail.com. Uh, Bros is B-R-O-S like Super Mario Bros. So Hudson Bros Lawn Care at gmail.com. Our website is com. It's beautiful. Check it out. It's glorious. Um, I designed it myself. It is. Um, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> uh, we don't do it. We've got an Instagram. We don't do a lot on Instagram, but we do, do a bit on Facebook. So um, just look up Hudson Bros Lawn Care. We're in Somerville, South Carolina. Uh, it's super hot here. So if you want to send some cool weather our way, I'd, I'd appreciate it.
0: Love it, man. Love it. Well, Kyle, I appreciate you being on the show, man, and uh, sharing your story and your time. journey. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll stay in touch, and uh, you guys have a happy Fourth of July and uh, go go blow something up safely.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see what the weather does.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Have a good weekend.
1: All right, you too. Bye bye. <laughs>
0: guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. Um, We are super excited when we drop these episodes because we know that it will hopefully help someone just like me and you. Um, So keep at it and uh, engage with us on Instagram over on Lawn Care Leaders podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook, search Lawn Care Leaders. We will be back with you soon.